Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Carol Starr Taylor. She is the founder and publisher of Star House Publishing Incorporated. How are you doing today, Carol? I'm wonderful, Brad. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I just want to start out by saying that. And because I know you and I have been trying to get this done for what we were saying before we got on air here over a year we've been trying to connect and get this I done. Know. you know what <laughs> timing is everything that's my right friend. that's timing right is everything divine timing so i just want to let you know i appreciate you and i'm happy I to have you here and it's wonderful to be able to finally sit down and chat with you so let's jump right in so as sure. mentioned you are the founder and publisher of starhouse publishing incorporated you are going to be a podcast host you have a podcast coming out soon you are an international best-selling author a certified life coach, an international speak, uh, inspirational speaker, sorry, a business empowerment leader, an LL, NLP practitioner, a timeline therapy practitioner, a hypnotherapist, a law of attraction coach, and the founder of the Sisterhood, Soulpreneur, Lead from the Heart, the High Vibe Society, and Glow Getter Star, Mind, Body, Soul, Beauty. That yeah. is one hell of <laughs> a fucking resume, Carol. How on earth... Do you juggle and prioritize all of these hats you wear? Obviously, prioritization is incredibly important to you. Oh, of course it is. You have to have that. But at the same time, a lot of those different things like, so for example, Mm -hmm. being a a publisher, even though I have all of those credentials, I Mm -hmm. guess we call it, I don't have private clients where I have a private practice and I practice hypnotherapy or I practice, you know, I, so what I do is I use my skill set, my, and my knowledge to help others bring out the best of their stories. Right. So my approach is completely different than just, you know, send in your chapter, send in your book and thanks for your money. So that, you know, for me, it's about the transformational experience. And so that is where I have my knowledge and my gifts and my passion to doing it. So the other ones are groups that I have on Facebook. The sisterhood start was basically started it all. And, And the other ones, as I'm vibing and as I see things and interact and network with different people. I have those groups and they're very, you know, some are a little bit of an over overlap as far as the same sort of people. And other times it's, it's something that will attract one person over another, but a lot of it is for me, it's inspiration, empowerment and inspiration yeah. to, to help people. Right. Okay. Well, let's, there's, there's a lot here to dive into. Let's, let's start with Starhouse Publishing Incorporated. How long ago did you start the publishing house and what was the inspiration for you behind starting a publishing house? Well, I, so Starhouse, I started uh, two years ago. Okay. And then before that I had a business partner and I was a publisher with that company. Okay. For a number of years. So we ended up breaking up and then I started Star House. So I've been doing the same thing. It's just yeah. different com- like it's my own company now. Right. So I get to call all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> the boss lady. <laughs> well, I mean, before I was a co-boss. Now right. I'm, yes. Now I get now I have a hundred percent autonomy and I get to do and create my vision exactly right. the way I want to do it. And so Star House was born out of sheer love. That's all I have to, you know, it, for me, it was, I wrote my book a number of years ago because I knew, I knew I had to write my story. Now I had the sisterhood group 
and I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but it, it'll all okay. come together. Yeah. Uh, so I started the sisterhood group way before I started writing. Okay. And I've always been an extrovert, although now I realize since COVID, I'm an introvert extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot uh, of people came to that realization. Yeah. Yeah. So being an extrovert and always being involved in sales and business and being a solopreneur since I've been 17 years old. So I've always been kind of out there. But personally, I thought to myself, you know, I've been through a lot of shit and there's got to be people out there because most of my friends were men and I really didn't have a lot of connections with women. Right. And I thought, geez, you know, there must be people exactly like me. And so I started the sisterhood for people to connect and, and that sort of thing. And honestly, it exploded. And so I realized that my voice does matter and yeah. I matter and that I am enough. And I, and I knew that I knew that. And I had, on my bucket list before I even wrote a word, I already had the whole book in my head. Yeah. And so after my mother's passing, a couple of months after I decided, okay, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm doing it. Mm. And the response was overwhelming. And I realized that your journey, your life, your experiences, they do matter. And my job is to, to make your voice heard how I came to publishing. I started my career off in publishing all those years ago. <laughs> so for me, it was, and I had sought out and got published by a hybrid publisher and mm. paid for services and, and things that I didn't get. And okay. so I got burned basically. And my father was a published author as well. So, so I grew up in it. I grew up right. with it. And, and so I, I knew that I, from when I was a child, I knew I was going to write. And so I, at that point, and I had the sisterhood and I had the success of my book and I'm like, you know what, if it was under my watch, nobody would get screwed over again. Yeah. And, and so my whole thing was that if you can't find a person or a company to do what you need to do for the quality that you have, then you've mm -hmm. got to create it yourself. And that's exactly what I do. Love it. Can you share a little bit more information about Starhouse Publishing, the mission behind it, all of that stuff? Like what what is what does Starhouse Publishing stand for? Tell us a bit about the company. So Starhouse is born because I really want people to be the star they are, right? Uh -huh. Be the star you are. And it's about shining your brightest. I know that those are taglines, but they mean a lot to me because I want you to stand out. I want you to, I want you to have a book that is shelf quality. That mm -hmm. is a very, very huge component. Having a book that's shelf quality, okay. with full distribution. And so whether it's a solo author book or a compilation book, it's got to be top quality. And so that is a vehicle that I created a vision for people to publish and be proud of their work. And, you know, my book has been on the shelves uh, in stores. I want people to know that if that's what they want to do, I can help them get there. Yeah. In the landscape now, it's not necessary. There's steps to doing it, but, but it's not necessary. But the quality is still there. The quality and shelf, high quality interior design, full comprehensive editing, cover design is extremely important. Mm. And so I like to work with people that really want to have a stellar book. It's about the experience. Yes, right? for sure. Honestly, yeah. It's, it's about, and, and really it's being a publishing partner. So it's, it's not just, again, right? Thanks for your money. Thanks for yeah. You know, it's, I try to, I guess it's boutique, boutique service for without boutique pricing. That's, I guess, because there's so many publishers out there and I've seen quality. I've seen their stuff and a lot mm. of it looks like shit, to be honest. <laughs> to and, be honest. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it really does look like shit and, mm. you know, and your name is on it. That's so, right. You know, there's got to be a pride there. 
Yeah, not, for not sure. Putting your name on the front cover, but actually a pride in quality. I like that you said, though, it's about the experience and working mm-hmm. with your publishing house and yes. creating that quality content. It is because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of big companies out there. And you know what? To be honest, you're dealing with somebody from a call center. And then you're pushed to somebody else and as a, you know, project manager. And then you're pushed mm-hmm. to somebody else. And at the end of the day, they're farming it out. No offense to, you know, overseas yeah. to get a typeset and all this other stuff. And, you know, you get what you pay for. They don't have the, you know, when you're going to, you know, one of these big companies, they don't care about your book. They don't care about you. You're just a number. You know, for me, it's important. I would rather do less books and have high quality and a happy author than to become a factory and people turning around like she's gonna she published that crap yeah absolutely that's understandable that makes complete sense so how many authors do you currently have on your roster oh my god well it changes because i've helped hundreds and hundreds of people publish right and so you know the active ones are always let's say For example, people that have had solo books that have published and then they launched, and then some of them are in the works right now. The compilations are probably the best vehicle for people to to publish, to be honest. And I have to say, touting my own horn, that I'm the queen of compilation. (laughs) Um, I I, I mean, I'm currently filling my 13th. Wow. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So I've literally, and I get, I do get returning authors, which says something. Yes, for sure. And so for me, it's important to get people's voices heard. Mm -hmm. And I work with people on their chapters to help them get their voice out in the most prolific and impactful way possible. And it is transformational because I do use all my skill set in in NLP and and all of those other things yeah. to help them get their story out. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Now, I noticed that your team that you that works with you is comprised of all women who work with yes. you. Was this intentional or did it just organically happen? And also wondering are the majority of your authors women as well? Yeah, so it actually did happen organically. Okay. But that's my network, right? Right. And it's people that I feel comfortable, that I want part of my team to be, mm-hmm. to I want to work closely with. And, and there are people that I do have, quote unquote, on my team that aren't on the lit, on the, because I have their services and things like, like I use their services to do different things, a a designer, creator, whatever it is. And they happen to be women. And, and, um, but they're people that I gravitate to. To me, it's all about energy, Brad. It's it's, whether it's, it's not about gender, it's about energy. And and often, you know, like if they're high vibers, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that's that for me is is super important. Now, as far as my authors are concerned, yes, majority of them are women. However, okay. the last couple of books with the Solology Chronicle series, I actually opened up spots opportunities for men to write because I believe that men solology is the knowledge of your soul and I believe that men also have a story to tell their Mm -hmm. own personal journey so I do have men now as authors okay and will be in the next books moving forward in that particular series love it yes thank you what types of authors are you looking for to be part of the Star House publishing team or family? I mean, I'm sure you get tons of submissions. So is there a particular style of writer or work or personality that you look for to work with in your writers? I think that it's got to be somebody who wants to, how can I, how can I say this? They want to be open to the process. Okay, because I will critique it, right? I don't publish just anything. And so if they are open to ideas, so for solo author books, for example, there's all genres, I'm working with somebody on their cookbook, you know, self help, I've I've, uh, published somebody's poetry book, you know, I'm working on a business compilation. So I mean, the thing is that it's it's a variety of different authors. I mean, it's not exactly one personality, but it is somebody that wants to have a high quality book, wants to 
have a publishing partner to be able to work with it. And it's also an accountability, I believe an accountability partner when it comes to compilations, because it's guaranteed you publish. Yeah. But at the same time, somebody who is open to the process and wants to publish. If you want to just do a free thing and just slap it on to Amazon, that's I'm, I'm not that girl. So as the founder and publisher, what are some of your responsibilities at Starhouse? Oh, uh, bottle washer, (laughs) (laughs) coffee drinker. (laughs) You know what? I wear many hats Yeah, because I have tried to delegate. There there are certain things that I do delegate. Okay. Okay. So I do have a ghostwriter. I have on my team. Mm -hmm. I have a uh, professional editor from traditional publishing. I do have a designer. I do have like those professional services, you know, as, as part of my team, I don't do those things. What happens is that now, depending on whether it's a solo author book and how much they, the author requires, it may go to editing first. Okay. And not, and not me. And then designer, whatever, then I'm the project manager, but I okay. do help for the vibe of the book. So I do like to, to work with the creative ideas as far as the cover is concerned, you know, and, and I'm, a, I'm a font fanatic. So <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like I will agonize over your interior design font. Right. Like I will actually lose sleep over your interior <laughs> design font. Like that's how much it matters to me. Mm-hmm. So now as far as compilations, I'm also the one who will do all the vetting for the books. I will speak to everybody. I will do the coaching and I will be helping fixing up the chapters and getting them ready for editing. So once the chapter is done Mm -hmm. um, and signed off and all of these things, then I become that project manager for the book. But initially it is you know, selling the spots and working with the authors and making them accountable and et cetera, et cetera. And working with all kinds of different personalities. And also I, you know, have a secret Facebook group. So I help them network Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm a huge builder of community. It's important to me. So it's not just writing in a chapter, but it's everything. It's the journey, the experience, the opportunities out there. My package is is very is always author focused because I always put myself in and and I've changed them over the time, right? So I always put them into put myself into it's like if I was to join something, what would I be looking for? What do I and so it's important for me to provide that service and quality and at the end have them proud of themselves, right? So it's an important thing and, and each book has its own vibration right I believe that. so you're very hands-on and involved in the process i am and your authors invested in your authors i am because you know that's one thing that uh it was really important for me to do something that people need that whether you are and again i i publish a lot of first-time authors so a lot mm. of people come to me and go oh my god I always had this dream to publish, but I don't know where to start. Okay. Or I don't even know what to do or, you know, I I can't tell my whole story or, or whatever it is. And, or I don't know anything about the publishing industry. And I am the type of person you may not like to hear what I have to say, (laughs) but I always say the truth. Well, that's important. I'm not going to blow smoke up somebody's ass yeah say you're going to be famous by writing your book or you are going to like I am not going to say that like be the star you are for me Uh is to be proud of yourself that doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily be a New York Times bestseller Uh that's different and 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 so people don't understand the industry and I get a lot of phone calls and some people don't publish with me like right then and there but I tell people like it is about the industry and, you know, and, and I tell them the truth. I think that's important though. You got to be transparent with them so they know where they stand. But nobody's there to tell you the truth, right? They're all there to take your money. You know, I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people and I say, you know what? I don't think you should write your solo author book right now. Right. Don't pay me your whatever that amount is, thousands and thousands of dollars to do it and two years of your life down the. Yeah. 
write in a compilation book for a quarter of like less than a quarter of that price mm-hmm. and let mm-hmm. me help you craft it and and nurture and work with you and then if you do decide that you want to do your solo you're going to have a much better idea and perspective of what direction you want to go yeah but I, I like over a million books were launched in the United States alone last year. Holy shit. Yeah. That's just last year. And that's in the U S so, <laughs> you know, how do you stand out? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, people, so again, people talk about, Oh, you know, they think people are making a shitload of money and you know, Oh, they, if I have a dollar for every time somebody mentioned JK Rowling to me, Oh my <laughs> God, I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> So there's one J.K. Rowling. Yes. The publishing industry also was completely different than when she started. Completely. Like, mm-hmm. completely. So, uh, again, I could go into that, but I'm not going to right now. But, <laughs> but at the same time, so, so people need to understand that there's a process to it and the ROI and everything like that about writing. Right. And often I say to people, other than your friends and family, who's going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be able to help you with your publishing dreams. Mm -hmm. I will be able to help you establish yourself as a published author, or if you haven't published in a long time, let's get your name out again. Give people something to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm sure things, you know, you've got something else to talk about. And so always keeping yourself in the forefront, right? We want to stand out. We're born to stand out, but in such a cluttered marketplace mm-hmm. out there, I mean, we know even from, as we talked about social media, it's just a clusterfuck right now. Yeah. Media, oh, yeah. Right? So this way we actually, you know, let's lift you up. Let's rise up. Let's, you know, we launch together. We work together. We network. We, we do all of these things. We rise together. That's right. And, and that's a very, very important component for me is that, and the thing is that the networking or getting to know your co-authors or mm-hmm. even the other authors that have written with us at Starhouse, you never know who you're going to meet. That's right. That's right. And they could be, per- they could end up being personal friends. They could end up being colleagues yep. or both, right? Yeah. So- the thing is that you never know when you're when you open yourself up to to that opportunity that you're able to meet and, and collaborate and and I really believe in that collaboration process. Love it. So you being an author, Carol, how many books have you written? And can you tell us a bit about your latest book? Okay, so I wrote a book a couple of years ago, I guess mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I wrote my second one, mm-hmm. finished it. So get this, just as the pandemic hit oh, so great for promotion and launch so I decided to and it was in the seventh revision of that solo book it's called life on fuck <laughs> and I actually decided to put that on hold and focus on the other things that because for me it's kind of like okay the the shoemaker has no shoes yeah that's kind yeah. of me so yeah. I would rather you know for me it's like okay I could launch my book and then it becomes all about me yeah or I could help you know, 20 other people publish. I've kind of, you know, do I need another book for myself? Yeah, it'd be nice, but uh, it's not necessary. Right. It's not necessary. To me, my, my drive is to help others. So yes, my book will come out when I'm not sure, because obviously when I finished my book and it was called Life Unfucked, mm-hmm. then the pandemic wasn't in there. But again, we were supposed to have a three-week lockdown. We yeah. didn't know two years later, and it's still not done. I know. So we had no idea how fucked on fuck it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I think about it, I'm not sure how much I really want to put in there because that's a whole topic on its own. Yeah. And, and how people deal with it. And I think a lot of the strategies that I have in the book can, you know, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic or current pandemic will still apply. So it still needs some tweaking, probably an eighth or ninth draft, to be honest. It's not a priority. So it will come out eventually. But launching other people is more important to me. Right. That makes sense. Where do you pull your inspiration from when you're working on the writing process? 
my own personal writing or helping yeah, your own, your own personal. Oh my God. I, well, I write every single day on social media, pretty much. And what I do is I just sit for a second, few, mm-hmm. few seconds. And I say, what do people need to know today? Yeah. And, and it just comes out. It, it's just like, I mean, some of your spiritual people will understand this, but I don't want to use this term, but I, I, the only way I can kind of look at it is it's kind of a download. Okay. It's like, boom. And then it yeah. just writes, like it, I just write. And sometimes I'll go back and go, holy crap, that looked good. You know, holy crap, you know, like that's so good. <laughs> uh, and other times it's like, oh, okay. And then sometimes if I don't have, you know, it's for me, it's about connection again. It's, it's, I read a lot of inspiration. I write a lot of inspiration. I connect with a lot of people in different groups and, and in different communities that even I'm part of. So for me, I'm, I'm constantly inspired, always. Like, and, and being a creative, and, and I'm sure you understand this, Brad, being a creative, my God, you can't shut your brain off. Yes. And, and so it's really important for me to, it, it's all about empowering others and letting people understand that they are being seen and that they are being heard and they're being validated. And that to me is important. For sure. I would agree. I mean, really, that's all we want as human beings is to be seen and be heard. That's when right. It comes and down I, to it. That's right. And, and so when somebody has a, a lack mindset and like, you know, why would somebody be interested in my story? I used to be like that. I think everybody's gone through that. It's like, you know, my stuff isn't that, like, my stuff's normal. Well, what is normal? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Normal to you. So our situations may have been different. Our journeys may have been different, but we all understand pain, anxiety, loss, like grief, anger, frustration. Yeah. As far as, you know, business, we understand loss, we financial loss, we understand being rock bottom for both. We understand gumption and hustle and and drive we all understand that in our own way and i think that when somebody can read the story or even write the story and go oh my god you know what i never looked at it this way mm-hmm. and and so the the writing process is cathartic transformational for the author and for the reader. Which writers are you inspired by? Who do you admire and look up to as a writer? Well, I got to tell you, the book that changed my life was The Alchemist. Okay. And I have never been the same since. <laughs> I read, you know, I started off my my spiritual sulfur journey with The Celestine Prophecy mm-hmm. And conversations with God, but it, it wasn't until The Alchemist that I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> you know, so, so for me, it's like, oh my God, like, but I read inspiration every day from different, you know, and I, and I source it out. I don't often have the time, to be honest, to sit in the, and, and read a book. That's not my own, but I'm not publishing, mm-hmm. right? It's it, these days. Yeah. Constantly reading. Can you tell me a little bit about, I mean, I know we alluded to it very early on in the conversation, sisterhood and soulpreneur lead from the heart, high vibe society, glow getter star. Can you tell me a bit about those groups and and what they're all about? Sure. The sisterhood is, um, first of all, I don't start these groups to monetize from them. Right. Okay. There's a lot of groups on, on Facebook that, you know, you start the group and, you know, in order to be able to post or to interact, you need a VIP and you need to pay. Mm-hmm. No, uh, my whole thing is having in, everybody can starts off and they have access. And so it's really about an opportunity because those each group will, will have a, a group of people that are very, uh, I mean, your vibe attracts your tribe. So, yes. so those people that are in the sisterhood, I mean, they want to connect on a personal level. They want to connect perhaps on a business level, but it's all about finding that, you know, the connection. And that is my original group. That is, you know, my heart. <laughs> and so the soulpreneur elite from the heart. I mean, I've been a soul, I call it, I've been soulpreneur for since I've been 17 years old when mm-hmm. I started my first business. And I, I think that people need the encouragement, but also it's also an opportunity to allow people to share their businesses to network with other solopreneurs, people that are entrepreneurs, and it could be your side hustle. It doesn't have to be, 
you know, your, your full-time gig. And it's just an opportunity to meet other people and to vibe with them. Again, it's all about community and, and getting to know people. For the sure. more you interact with the group, the more people will take notice. It's no yeah. different. As far as the High Vibe Society, that one is for men and women. Okay. So uh, High Vibe Society, you're in that group, Brad. Yes. And the High Vibe Society is really about keeping your vibe high. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that we're attracted to things or things are attracted to us through the law of attraction and yep. to keep our vibrations high. So whether it be strategies, whether it be an inspirational post, whether it be whatever that is, it's to keep the vibe high. And then as far as glow getter, kind of wanted to have a vibe of, of, you know, that glow, not only the glow from within, but yeah. I also wanted to feature things that are interesting to me because I'm not a one trick pony. I love fashion. I love me. Ma- I'm a makeup junkie. <laughs> I, I love all that girly girl stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like I want to be able to you know, attract that, that kind of that person that want, that is interested in that glow getter spirit, right. That in that we glow and that is, that's important for me. So some of the groups, they may cross over, but other groups, people will be more attracted to one over the other. Your vibe attracts your tribe. That's right. So I know through conversation off air with you, that you are going to be starting and launching a podcast. It's going to be called soulfully blonde, correct? That's right. Excellent. So what is going to be the subject matter or the focus of the podcast? And is it going to be interview style, solo, maybe a mix of both? It's going to be interview style, panel, and myself. Not so much. Again, it's funny. I'm not so big on touting myself. Right. You know, I, I, it's just. You're about lifting and supporting others. It it really is. And that's Mm -hmm. that's how I live. So the, the podcast is to really highlight others and what they're doing and and to inform and educate people with their perspectives right and so i would hope that people are going to be again informed entertained educated i want interesting people not just women but interesting people on Mm -hmm. of all industries i don't care what industry you're in i you know i'm a people person i love your story and so if you're you know, you're, you're a heart centered person. If we vibe like soulfully blonde, honestly, soulfully blonde is me. Yeah. Whether, you know, I mean, I am a, you know, I am a spiritual person Mm -hmm. and, but I'm also a little go fuck yourself. (laughs) That's me. I love it. I'm a little edgy. That's okay. Little, edge is I'm good. A edge edgy. is good. I've got that edge, right? I mean, Beautiful. I'm not afraid to swear. I'm not I'm not afraid to tell it like it is. I'm yep. a no bullshit kind of girl. And I'm, that's that's you know, all good. That's great. Aesthetically, me, and I think that that's what soulfully blonde is, and and attracting people of that are just like that. Yeah. Again, your vibe attracts your tribe. Exactly. There you go. So why did you decide to start a podcast then? What was the inspiration behind starting a podcast? I think it's also, it's, it was a segue to, and as an extension for the authors as well to, mm-hmm. to be able to tell their stories okay. and to also as a vehicle for them to reach more people, to have more of a voice. Yeah. So that for me is important. It's powerful to highlight people and their stories, not just that. And it could, and again, it's not just your personal journey. It, it could be your professional journey. It's, it's really so that people are seen and heard and empowered. And, and understood. And I think that people walking away from the podcast will be inspired and motivated. And I think that more and more it's needed. And I know that there are many out there yeah. and uh, it's just personality, right? There it's you just, go. that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's that's like, it. you know, I, I don't look at anything as competition ever. No, it's not, um, there's, it's, you're right. And that's the way we have to look at things. No one else is Carol. No one else is Brad. So you bring your uniqueness, your special sauce, your secret sauce to whatever it is you're doing. There is no competition. It's community over competition. Exactly. And I think that that soulfully blonde is also because people always look at, you know, the blonde on on IG or this or that. And and it's kind of an oxymoron. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they're only into like the glam and this and that. And I love glam and I love bling <laughs> and I love all that stuff. But I'm also, 
you know, a very heart centered, soulful person. Mm -hmm. So again, I, I want to be able to create that fun, educational and motivational, inspirational vibe to people. And each show will be different. And I also want to talk about some, some topics that maybe other people, you know, yeah. don't want to discuss. Yeah. I love it. I love the name. When is it? Do you have any idea when you're going to actually launch? I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping this spring will, you know, a, a new book that I just launched to, right. to be part of, and I'm still working with another one to launch, but both are going to be launching and publishing in 2022. Okay. So having said that, yeah. there's only one me. Yeah, that's right. That's so, a lot on your plate. And yes. And, and so the thing is that, you know, my authors take priority. Yeah. And, um, and once you start a podcast again with anything that I personally do, and, and of course the secret of success is to be consistent. For sure. As soon as I, you know, I, I was hoping this spring, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll have to kind of, it may have to be a little bit later than that. We'll have to kind of see how that goes. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out for the podcast. Soulfully oh, I'll, I'll Blonde with Carol Star Taylor. Know, it will be soulfully blonde for sure. <laughs> now, you're an award-winning businesswoman. You've been recognized by your peers and fellow entre entrepreneurs by receiving the Top 100 Women in Canada Award, as well as the Brilliant Minded Women Award twice. Those are some pretty big accolades and awards. What do those accolades mean to you personally? Well, from where I came from, not knowing my story, but my just to kind of, you know, in a precede version of a one-sentence I'm a child of domestic violence. I grew up feeling worthless and feeling that I had no voice and that I didn't make a difference and that I was taking up space in this world and basically felt unlovable. So from where I came from and being, you know, beaten physically, emotionally scarred to the rise up, and it has been a definite struggle journey rock bottom many times. I would say that it means a lot to me on a personal note, right. on a personal note, because it's it, now as far as awards and things like that. I mean, I've won other awards as well. And yes, it's nice. It's nice to be validated. And, and, and these were awards that were not popularity contests. They right. weren't like, vote for me, vote for me. I, I got the award. It wasn't like I'm saying you're recognized out. for your contributions. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I was nominated. Please vote for me. It yeah. It was that. Yeah. You've won. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so that to me is a huge validation that I'm mm -hmm. on the right track and I'm, I, that I am making a difference, but it also means for me personally, because I'm so driven is that I'm not done yet. I have so much more to accomplish. And I don't look, I've never been a look at me type of person. And I've always want to be the person that is instrumental in other people shining. I love that. And that's a beautiful quality to have. I mean, you can tell through your energy, through who you are. It's not about you. It's not the Carol show. It's about helping empower and lift and elevate others and amplify yes. their voices. And that's, that's right. just who you are. That's it. And that's, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's yeah. what continues to drive me each and every day. And even if it's a post and, and mm -hmm. I look at it and go, if one person saw that, there one person. Go. Yep sees that and it makes them feel better today, then I've done my job. That's it right there. That sums it up all right there. So speaking of which, what lights you up and inspires you most about all the work you do? Transforming others. When somebody texts me and says, I just enrolled in an NLP course mm -hmm. because of you. And I didn't even know what NLP was before we started working <laughs> together. And you've changed my life or somebody else saying to me, you're a master at your craft or that they feel proud of themselves for their accomplishments. That's what inspires me. That's what lights me up. I'm not perfect. And I obviously have moments of doubt and things like that. And yeah. it always seems that the universe comes back and I end up getting a text <laughs> from somebody saying, oh my God, I just read that you, you know, you've made such a difference in my life. Or I just, you know, I, I read the book that you published with you know, for so-and-so or, hmm. or the other authors, uh, you know, I read voices and my God, I, you know, I'm so inspired by people. So it's to me, that's what keeps me going and really making a difference in people's lives. Like I've seen people that were afraid of public speaking and afraid of talking and never shared their story and then wrote with me 
and now they have conferences and they <laughs> speak to people. And, and so being that catalyst is so important into people's transformation and growth. Having impact. That's, yes. I, I think personally, that's one of the most important and best qualities a, hu- a human being can have is wanting to have impact and help others. Well, that's it. And, and so actually my, my word for 2022, it's been a lot of different things in many different years, but mm-hmm. this year is impact, as a matter of fact. And I do believe, and I've posted this on social media, the biggest flex is what you inspire others to do in this mm-hmm. lifetime. Yeah. How you make people feel in this lifetime. And, you know, that is the purpose, I think, why we're all here. We're sharing this human experience. Exactly. And, you know, we all have different journeys and it's not a competition. And that's the whole thing about writing in a, in a compilation or whatever. Not a competition about who had it worse. It's mm-hmm. a question of, and that's why nobody should doubt themselves as far as their journey or their, you know, that my, oh, my story is not that, you know, great. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, you know, look at somebody else. It's like, no, no, your journey does matter. Your journey has made you to who you are today. For and sure. That's special. Embrace it. Yes. And, and so it, instead of using your journey as a, you know, a, a being ashamed of your journey, it's about, hey, you know what? These are the lessons. Yeah, we did some dumb shit. We made <laughs> mistakes. We weren't thinking clearly at this point. Yeah. And it could have been yesterday. My God. <laughs> I'm just, but it's about the learning and it's about the growth and mm-hmm. it's about and it's about the, you know, who we are becoming. And my whole thing, and, and I've written it. Uh, many times is that we were perfectly imperfect. There you go. That's it right there. So Carol, you being an advocate for women and women's empowerment, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? I read inspiration. I write and I read inspiration, to be honest. I mean, I do all kinds of other, you know, soulful practices. I diffuse essential oils. I smudge. I, to clear my energy. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading of inspiration and I like to read about other people. I like to connect with other people. And I guess that that's what keeps me empowered and really motivated. That's what keeps me grounded. And it also keeps me to be able to have the energy to do that for others. Because for me to bring out your story and to hear your entire life story, and there is nothing that I haven't heard. Absolutely nothing like from the nicest scenarios Mm -hmm. to the most gut wrenching, horrible things that you couldn't even fathom scenarios. I have heard it all. And it's about counseling and helping and actually being present. That to me is, is so important is just to be present. People don't necessarily always want the answers they want to be heard for sure. That, and that's it. We want to be seen and heard as humans. That's, that's yes. it right there. Yes. yes. Uh, a friend of mine always says we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and so for me, it's important that, you know, and I do, um, I live in gratitude. I'm grateful every moment of the day. You have no idea. I, I must drive my angels nuts by how many times I think, even when I find a parking spot I go thank you parking karma I mean like like, or when a song comes on a radio or or I meet somebody new or I connect with somebody on social media or what we have a really great call and I'm just so grateful I'm just like I live in gratitude and love all the time and 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 really I think the change in me is that my anger from years ago my big transformation is also part of that my anger has dissipated because I live in forgiveness. I live in love and I live in gratitude. Love it. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you? How do you define the word empowerment? That's an interesting thing because empowerment for me is what I've written about and and talked about when I do guest speaking is that it's the perfect trifecta. So it's not about the, you go girl, you go guy, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. To me, that that's not what it is. For me, it's about self-worth, self-love and self-esteem equals empowerment. That to me is the perfect trifecta. Do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? My pain, my pain. I understand people's pain. 
I understand where they're coming from. It's pain and love, I would say. So I want to give out love. I grew up feeling unlovable. And I think that when you live with love, people want to be loved. So it's healing through love, healing through writing, giving people a sense of pride, people a sense that they are enough, that they do matter. Because I think that that is a big thing for people. And so that is empowering. That gives them that self-worth that gives them that, you know, work with them on self-love and learning to love and embrace themselves and in a self-esteem and, and, and to understand themselves as perfectly imperfect. And I think that that is, is just an important component to all of it. For sure. I would agree with that. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does success mean to you? How many people I can make a difference? You know, uh, I mean, obviously in your twenties, like, you know, you think like, oh yeah, it's the car, it's this money, it's the house, it's all of these things, right? But as we get older, you know, I'm going to talk for myself, as I've gotten older, I say that the definition of success to me is how many lives I've impacted. And it's not monetary. It's There's there's that word again, impact. impact. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really about impact. Mm -hmm. And, And I guess, you know, and then coming full circle, why, you know, as, as far as starting a podcast or, you know, it's just an extension of doing the books and that sort of thing for me, it's about impact. Maximum yeah. impact. Love it. What would you say, Carol, is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after you learned it? That's a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole book. Well, we don't have that much time. Uh, no, so. we don't. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think that I think I touched on it is forgiveness and living with love and living with gratitude. And those three things together because they all encompass and they really overlap to to being empowered, to having that self-love and self-worth, to understanding. I mean, self-love is the foundation for everything. Yes. When you love yourself and all that you are, then you can live with love and love others. You know, holding space for people, that's an important thing. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that validation for people to, to be a heart-centered person. That doesn't mean that you are a pushover. There's, no. there's a difference, right? Yeah, so, for sure. So that's why being a soulpreneur is important. I think that that's an important thing is that, you know, yes, you can be heart-centered and go fuck yourself. that really is yeah absolutely okay we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here so the next grouping of questions just be two three four word answer type thing okay okay? i'll do my best (laughs) fire away brad what was your dream job as a child i'm doing it how would you describe yourself in one word unstoppable what would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics integrity honesty passionate. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Nudge. I read that a while ago, but I mean, I do also love, I love Tony Robbins. I love mm-hmm. Brennan Brown. I love, there, there's so many. Yeah. If Les you could, Brown. there's a lot of greats out there for sure. Yes. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Live with love. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? Integrity. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Again, I think people need to be non-judgmental and and live with love and understanding. Entrepreneur life is fun and challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely in agreement with you on that one. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What would you say, Carol, are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? I would say skill sets. Definitely would be to uh, persistence. So you've got to have grit, man. You've got to have grit. I think that you need to be consistent. Uh And I think that you need to be authentic. What is one thing you know now that you wish you had known when you started your entrepreneurial journey? I would say that, well, you know what? I wish I would have known. I mean... I think I would believe in myself a little bit more. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be? It would be my mother. She passed on. It would be my mother. I'm sorry for your loss. What would you say is one of your biggest, and I don't like using this word, but failures or we'll call it life lessons or teachable moments. And what did you learn from it? 
Oh, there's a lot. You know what? I, that's biggest life lesson. Well, I've hit rock bottom so many times. So it's about getting up, getting up. So I would say that that is something that I've had to learn that I understand that I can do it because yeah. I've, you know, I think that you've got to believe in yourself, believe in faith. Yeah. You get knocked down seven times. You get up eight, right? You, you always got to get up and keep pushing and keep going forward. Yes, absolutely. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Never look at people as dollar signs. Always look to see what you can do for them and the rest will come. An important thing in business. I think that's a very important skill set or mindset to note, to take note of for entrepreneurs as well. You go, so many entrepreneurs go into business relationships with the mindset of what can you do for me? And it should be the exact opposite. What can I do to help you? What can I do for you? What can I do to lift you up and support you? Right. And I believe that I'm here to serve. So I think that that is, what do you need from me? What do you want? And I think that that is an important component. So Mm -hmm. I guess part of learning is that I'm always consistent and part of, you know, that, that I'm, I'm reliable and available to people and that I'm there to listen because I know what it's like to not have anybody to feel completely alone in this world. And uh, so it's important that I let people know that they aren't alone. Mm -hmm. I think that's a responsibility of ours as human beings and as entrepreneurs in business as well to let people know that, hey, you're not, you don't have to go through this alone. I've been through this. I can help you. I can support you. And that's just, I mean, that's what good humans do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that. But Again, a lot of people don't, you know, don't. Well, there's a lot of self-centered people out there. (laughs) Well, I think so. I, you know, and I think there always has been. Yeah, for sure. I think it's Mm -hmm. amplified. Yeah. Carol, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Love yourself. Love yourself. Believe in your, I'm going to cry actually, because I'm going to say, love yourself and believe in yourself because you will do everything you want you will do everything that you set out to do. Beautifully said. I love it. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your world, your corner of the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? What wisdom would you impart onto the people in your corner of the world? I would say to people to, again, live with love, no judgment. You never know where somebody is in their journey, where they're at and what they've been through. So be patient, be kind. I don't know why we have to keep reminding people to be kind. It should be inherent, but be kind, live with love, forgive, and fill your own cup. Don't forget yourself. So, you know, first is self. First is filling your own cup so that you can have the energy and soul to be able to give to others. Carol, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with me and with the Empowerography community. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You are a truly beautiful and inspirational soul and woman and human being. I appreciate you and I am so honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you for taking the time to be here today and, and share your story. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you and thank you for the opportunity to have me on. My pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Carol Starr-Taylor. She is the founder and publisher of Star House Publishing Incorporated. Thanks, Carol. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.